New and expecting moms have lots of questions. San Juan Regional Medical Center has just the expert with the answers. This is Celebrate Health, the podcast sponsored by San Juan Regional Medical Center. I'm Cheryl Martin, and joining me again is childbirth patient educator Kathy Coleman. Thanks for being with us, Kathy. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. Now, as a childbirth educator, you are looked to as an expert. When a pregnant woman is getting ready to have a baby, there are lots of things to think about and questions to ask. So let's go through some of the most commonly asked questions. So what are they? Parents have lots of questions in classes. One of the most asked questions is, why do I need to take a childbirth education class? And the reason parents should take a childbirth education class is because it enhances their experience with the pregnancy and increases their confidence and eases fears in the childbirth process and caring for their newborn after. Another question that's frequently asked is, how will I know my labor is real? Typically in the third trimester, women will start to experience Braxton Hicks contractions, which are practice contractions for the body. Those contractions are easily interrupted, like by moving around or taking a drink of water. True labor contractions cannot be interrupted. They're going to come very regularly They're going to increase in time and intensity, and they are moving you towards the process of delivering the baby by dilating the cervix and getting the body ready for delivery. Braxton Hicks contractions do not do that. Typically, true labor contractions happen after the 37th week of pregnancy. We always like moms to get to full term, which is at 40 weeks. And these are the kinds of things that we talk about in a childbirth education class to know the signs of true labor versus the Braxton Hicks practice labor. Another common question is, when should I go to the hospital? So mom should always talk to her provider about when they want her to come in specifically based on her pregnancy. But a common recommendation is the 511 plan in which Parents come to the hospital when the contractions are five minutes apart, last about a minute in duration, and have been going for one hour. But things to consider and know if you're vomiting during labor, you should come in. If you feel excessive rectal pressure, you should come in. Or even if you're just scared and want the comfort of being in the hospital as the labor progresses, that is fine as well. Parents do need to remember to allow time for travel. So if you live farther from the hospital, then you would want to maybe come in more like a 611 or a 711 plan. Mothers, one of the primary fears that they have is the pain associated with labor. And labor is a painful process, but it's important to remember that we have 8 billion people on this planet. And so obviously it is something that happens. That you survive. (laughs) Yes, you survive, and everybody on this planet has a mother. That's how they got here. It's also really important to know that the process doesn't last forever. And there are interventions. There is absolutely no reason for anyone to feel ashamed about pain management. Epidurals are a very viable option. Many women choose to do an epidural in which the message to the brain transmitting the pain is blocked. And so mom is able to progress through the delivery with very minimal pain. 
Analgesics can also be used. So those are pain medications. Those are temporary. And then for moms that want to do a natural childbirth, there are strategies that we learn, calming breathing and expulsion breathing, gentle massage techniques. All of those things help with pain management during the labor process. Another question that's asked is how long labor will last. And the reality is that varies. For some women, labor progresses very quickly. For other women, labor takes much longer. There's no way for us to tell you exactly how long your labor is going to last. We do allow comfort measures. When women are laboring at home, it's a good opportunity to get very hydrated, eat lightly. Once they come to the hospital, we definitely allow water and ice chips, maybe a light snack like Jell-O, depending on their provider's orders. An additional question that moms want to know about delivery is, can their partner cut the umbilical cord? And the short answer is yes as long as everything is going well for baby. Another question that's coming up, because this is something that moms are seeing in their news feeds as they're reading about baby and childbirth, is can cutting the cord be delayed? The answer is yes, we do do that here at the hospital, but it has to be such that the baby is able to tolerate it, meaning that the baby's breathing is fine and there are no other issues that would require intervention. It's also important to understand that delaying the cord cutting is 30 seconds to a minute. It's not like it's half an hour or an hour. The reason that delaying cutting the cord is believed to be beneficial, and this is especially true for a preterm infant, is that it helps increase their red blood cell volume after the delivery process. Another concern moms often have is what if they don't produce enough breast milk? So at San Juan Regional, we're a baby-friendly hospital, meaning we encourage all moms to breastfeed. Babies room in with mom to encourage that, and we do immediate skin-to-skin after delivery. So moms are given lots of opportunities that are going to encourage that milk letdown, that milk production. It is a very rare case in which a mother would not produce enough milk to feed her infant. Our bodies are designed for this. The milk that a mother produces is unique for each of her babies. And breast milk helps by giving baby an immune boost right from the start, but also by giving them a food that is highly digestible and unlikely to cause any allergic reactions. So how do you know that baby is getting enough milk? Because breast milk isn't going to be poured into a bottle where you can easily see the quantity. The way that you're going to know that is by counting the number of wet and poopy diapers each day. And we talk with new parents about that. It's not a very appealing topic, but we do talk with parents about that as part of the discharge. It's also covered in the childbirth education classes. And so that is a really good way to know that baby is getting enough nutrients. Now, Kathy, on that one, do you get the question, will my baby be less healthy if I don't breastfeed? No, not yet. So far, all the mothers that come through the class are committed to doing breastfeeding. It's really one of the things, fortunately, that is encouraged by society now. Lots of good information out there 
that identify the benefits of breastfeeding for both mom and baby. And so where we certainly could answer that question and the answer would be that depends. Depends on why you wouldn't be nursing the baby. It depends on what you're going to use for formula, what those other health concerns are. Okay. More questions from mothers or soon-to-be mothers? Another question that moms want to know is how long they stay in the hospital. So in a vaginal delivery, 24 to 48 hours is the average time. And that's dependent on the time of delivery. So if you deliver in the middle of the night, you're probably going to stay one more night because that first night was spent on delivery. And then moms that have a C-section, whether that's planned or unplanned, is typically a four-day stay. And lots of moms worry about the C-section, but I like to remind moms that the goal is to have a healthy baby. So if that happens through C-section, then that's a positive. It's not a failure for not delivering vaginally because the goal is to get the baby out and to have a healthy delivery. From your perspective, is there anything else these expecting mothers need to know? Let's say it hasn't been on their list, but you think it should be. Yes. I think it's really important for parents to understand the importance of the vitamin K shot once the baby is born. There's a lot of publicity out there about vaccinations and waiting and things like that. The vitamin K shot is an absolute essential shot that the baby needs to have. It assists them in blood clotting. You're literally making a life and death decision for your infant And so decide on life and approve the vitamin K shot. They have to have it in the first six hours. Anything else you want to add? Just that I encourage parents to educate themselves. There's so much to know. You are literally taking responsibility for another human being. And you should never hesitate to ask the professionals in your life that can answer these questions, but also to seek out really good sources of information reputable sources of information. Childbirth patient educator Kathy Coleman, thanks so much for answering some of the most common questions on the minds of pregnant women. And if you'd like to learn more about San Juan Regional Medical Center's childbirth education classes, just visit sanjuanregional.com. That's sanjuanregional.com. Thanks for listening to Celebrate Health, the podcast brought to you by San Juan Regional Medical Center.